Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's time now to go beyond the headlines. And for the next two hours, go where every sports fan wants to go. Behind the scenes and into the practice facilities, locker rooms, coaches' offices, and press boxes to get the info before anyone else. This is the ESPN 1320 Insiders. Hey, good morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning. A happy Tuesday to everybody. Everybody hanging out on YouTube, everybody hanging out on Twitch, everybody on the road, listening on the radio. Maybe you're listening on the free Odyssey app. We thank you so much for hanging out with us today. We are rocking with you until noon, and then we'll hand off to D'Lo and Kenny at Super Bowl week. So no KC, it is Kenny, just for this week. <laughs> Kansas City, you know, that's a whole thing. I'm trying to do a bit. All right, uh, Kenny, I'm, I'm Kenny's here for in. your bit. Kenny's in on it, which is why I'm I'm comfortable uh, moving forward with it. That's James Ham. I'm Kyle Madsen. We have speaking of the Super Bowl, we have some great sound from Media Day last night uh, to play for you later. We have Andy Reid just openly talking about the betting markets. We have Brock Purdy talking about Taylor Swift, and we have Kyle Shanahan half in the bag talking about how good Brock Purdy is. I love it. It's I'm incredible. here for all of it. I'm here for all of it. It's incredible. I can't wait. Well, uh, we also. Front Office Sports this morning dropped a podcast with Las Vegas Mayor Carolyn Goodman, and she fries the A's. Well, they're easy to fry. Just flambes them. Yes. From the mayor of the city that they're moving to. Yes. So we'll hear that sound as well. But, of course, we've got to open up with the Kings 136-110 loss to the Cleveland Cavaliers last night. I have some takes on the offense. And that you may or may not like, but that's why I like talking to you, James, because um, I know I'm not going to get a a knee-jerk weird reaction, and you're either going to tell me I'm right or I'm wrong, and we can discuss it. That's why I like this show very much. Uh, But I don't want to talk about the offense first, because frankly, I didn't think the offense was that bad last night. I I have some nitpicks that we'll talk about, but defensively, yikes. Man, you know, (laughs) there are games where... As someone who's covered the NBA for years and years, mm-hmm. I just give you a free pass. I do. Like when it comes to a game, the seventh game of a seven game road trip, you give it a shot. And mm-hmm. if you got it, like go for it, right? Mm-hmm. If if you got it and then by the mid third quarter, you start to lose your legs, it's like, I understand. I'm not going to sit here and roast you. Mm-hmm. Not only was this the seventh game of a road trip, but it's the third game in four nights because they had the back-to-back on Friday, Saturday, and then they play again on Monday. They're also stuck in a string of three games in four nights where you know you, you realistically have played four and six, and they just looked like they, they gave it their best shot, but the Cavs were just a, a, a little tiny step faster. They, they got wide open on the three-point shot, the the Kings weren't able to close out. 
The Kings didn't have their legs fully on the three-point shot. I thought everything was going okay until you started to see just like the fatigue set in. And I get it. I get it, Kyle. It was the Donovan Mitchell alley-oop off the backboard to himself. That was kind of the end of it. And and Kevin Fippen on on Twitter posted this from um uh I'm blanking on the site. Oh, I don't know. Sacked on royalty. Oh, no, uh, the King's Herald. King's Herald, thank you. Yes, yes. Thank you. That's why I didn't want to say it, because I knew that was wrong, but I was just going to say something so you could... From King's Herald, thank you. Love, Kevin. Uh, He tweeted, he was like, that felt, this felt like a back-and-forth game, but that felt like a fatality, like from Mortal Kombat, and that's... I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell was holding uh, like somebody's spine right yeah. then. Oh, like, okay, that's, that's graphic. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, he does the he does the move. I, I think it was on Herder where he just drops steps around him, throws the ball off the. It's like, man, that's the coolest play in basketball. I that thought, should be an automatic win. I thought Herder. <laughs> you're you're right. It should be an I win play. <laughs> I thought Herder was actually playing strong defense. He's yeah, like, he's doing a nice job. Yeah, he's doing a nice job, <laughs> and then all of a sudden he the ball goes up, and Herder like look like oh the ball went up right. As soon as he opened his hips, boom, Mitchell was gone. Ugh. Like, oh, no. Yeah. And he had that big dunk on the pass from Evan Mobley and uh, on the break. Yeah. That was, man. Well, that's where Tom you started Mitchell's to good, see man. just, like, the fade. And I'm okay with the fade on Game 7, especially against yeah. a very good team that's rolling, that had won 13 out of 14, whatever it was. Like, like you're going to lose some of those games, and, and that's fine. Yeah. Uh, the... The other thing that jumped out at me, uh, the Cleveland outscored the the Kings in the paint forty eight to forty, but the Cavs had thirty one fast break points, mm. and the Kings only had twelve turnovers. Yeah, oof. That just tells just, you. It just tells you where they were. Gas. Yeah, where they were mentally, where they were physically. Yeah. yeah, I got it, and I did not think their their offense was bad. Um, like you know, I, what is Sabonis finish with just one of the the craziest triple doubles of all time. Um, but it's the 15 assists. His career high is 16. I thought for sure he was going to get there. He had nine assists, 10 assists in the first half, mm-hmm. and uh, he, he was, like, pushing for it. You could see that there was a possibility, but then when the shots stopped falling and they stopped going to guys like Keegan Murray, I'm not sure, quite sure what happened there, but, uh, like, Keegan needs to speak up. It felt like Sabonis last night passed up more layups kick out for three than I've seen all year. Hmm. And I know, I know that that's in, in some cases that's the offense, right? Like that's something that the Warriors have done for, for a long time. The Rockets did it for a long time where, yeah, you know what? You have a maybe contested layup, but you can also swing it out and there's a wide open three, nobody within 10 feet of the guy. Yep. And I, I get that that's the offense, but also like take a layup dog. Like just go, just go get, yeah, but you have to remember that a layup against that team is not a layup. So what you have to do against that specific team is you have to, once you're in position, then you have to go to work and shove whoever's defending you way under the basket because they have crazy long shot blockers. Mm-hmm. And so you have to clear out space. So a layup there, it takes an extra you know, bunch of energy there at the end to actually get to the rim and I actually finish. So. so. So he had some nice. He did the the dream fade away on the baseline. That was not. He had a couple of he had a couple of little jumpers. You love to see that. Yep. Uh, the Kings now eight and seven when Demonis Sabonis has a triple double. But here's the interesting trend. Remember we were talking about this the other night, the other day, and we were kind of like, yeah, not really sure what what this portends, but 
they don't always it feels like yeah. when a player has a triple double you, the team should probably win right mm-hmm. but you go look at 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 the nuggets they have a worse winning percentage when when jokic has one you look at the mavs they have a worse winning percent the only one is is luka yeah right? no they they were they were a little better but they were it was like 555 compared to 552 they're yeah. about the same the only one is is the bucks i think are 4 and 1 when when Giannis has one, but oh. anyways, um, Sabonis when he has a triple double with twenty two or more points, the Kings are five and one, and when he has twenty one or fewer, they're three and six. Ah, uh, okay. All of this comes back to everything to me comes back to like, dude, I need Domas to score the basketball. You know, it's funny because on uh, on the Kings beat podcast, Sean mm-hmm. Cunningham has always had this same exact. God, I like, love Sean. He does. He, uh, Sean's the best. Fox Forty. Sean Cunningham. Yeah. He's always had the same exact uh, like thought that that Domas needs to average well over twenty a game, and that he can. But the problem is, you can see that that's not who he wants to be. It's not who he is as a player. And you know, I, I just I get it. I totally get it. Like you, you watch. He'll get a ball on the post, and instead of going to work, his first move move. Backwards. Is, to, is to take two steps out and go set a screen for someone to get him e- an easier he go, shot. He gets it up high, dribble handoff, sets the screen, yeah. rolls down, gets his ass into, into a defender on the low block, catches it, spins around, looks like, bro, mm! Yeah. And it's infuriating because you'll see it, and, and it's not frustrating because he can't do it. It's what you just said. It's like, yeah, he's just not built like that. Yeah, like, it, but he needs to be. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I get would it. like him to be. I get it, but it's a mental <laughs> thing that that I don't know. I, uh, you, do you want him to be less selfish? And I, I yes! know his, his teammates like probably don't. His teammates love it, but the fact that he took nine shots last night and that Keegan took nine shots, like, come on, guys, nine you need shots. More. You need more. You need more than that. You nine need shot. to be three 13, in the second half, thirteen or fourteen shots, and that's where he needs to be. Both of them need to be every single night. So, but like, look, that's what happens when, when Harrison Barnes decides to show back up. And that's what happens when Malik Monk starts to fire away. Like there aren't that many shots to go around and, you know, you want to bag, everyone wants to bag on the, the, the bench for not having a good game this, this last week. Well, when you start seeing the bench shoot four or five shots, those four or five shots are coming from the players that you typically want to shoot. So it's a little, uh, it's a little complicated, man. I guess. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I did. Hey, I, he's a an absolutely tremendous player, but he is. There's, like, there's, there's maybe, and this is, this is where I have a tough time because we saw their offense like take off, and it was awesome last year, right? Yeah. And it, it, it ran into their first playoff series, and a team adjusted, and they didn't have a, they didn't have a curveball, and okay, that's fine. It was year one. You move into year two, but. The more the more I watch, it's like I think bit because they can do what they do offensively because they have one of two centers in the league, three centers in the league capable of doing what Sabonis does for their offense. Yep. I think he can do those things, but in a in a more impactful way where they're running things through him where hey, he's having opportunities to score. Because I think he can be so much more effective. And at the end of the day, I get the points, the rebounds, assists. Okay, that's great. But at the end of the day, it's about putting the ball in the hoop. And he is way too good to be as passive as he is in that aspect of his game for me. Okay. No, I get it. But I'll tell you that 
that 15 assists at a minimum led to 30 points, but it was probably more like 36, 38 points. Yeah, and that's why that's why this is a bad this is a bad example because offensively I didn't think they were that bad last night. Yeah. But I mean, we saw it I mean, we 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 saw it in the postseason where the shots not and we've seen it a lot of times this year, but where the shots not falling and all of a sudden it's like, okay, now what? Yeah. When his teammates shots it's like, bro, you got you just go. Get no, it. But I again, it. it bad bad game to to pick on this. It just kind of last night there were a couple of plays and maybe it's because of the Cavaliers' length that that those plays really stood out. But there were just a couple of plays where I'm like, man, I would love to see him be more selfish. Well, I, I definitely felt like the entire game that De'Aaron Fox was was cognizant that there were shot blockers everywhere. That's mm-hmm. why he didn't race to the basket all the time. Yeah, And the fact that the Kings didn't have any free throws at all. And what little free throws they got... Like four of their free throws came in in scrub time late, like in the last three minutes. They had seven free throws in the fourth quarter. Yeah, and four of those of, were like Chris Duarte and there was some uh, Kessler Edwards or someone else. Colby like, Jones. Colby Jones. There we, we go. missed both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Colby, You're a guy, Colby. Colby. Though, man, talk about a guy who knows how to how to impact a game. Like I, I love watching him play, dude. He just he knows what he's doing. I need to he's see got a great feel. Whole lot more of him. He's one of those guys that races underneath a basket and steals a ball from somebody mm-hmm. who grabs a rebound, mm-hmm. which happened to Domas three times by Max Drews last night. Three times he got a rebound, and Max Drews came around, grabbed the ball from him, and scored a bucket. Max Drews such a pain in the ass. I, I liked him. I, I, he's I, such a pain. Yeah. <laughs> he's just that guy where you're like, okay, well, it's just Max Drews, and all of a sudden he's got boom, two boom, steals. Like he's hit four threes. Six threes. <laughs> yeah, like, come on, man. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's dive a little bit deeper into this. Let's uh, elevate this conversation. Let's get to James. Six quick thoughts next. Plus, like I said, we'll hear from the Las Vegas mayor on why she does not want the A's in Las Vegas. And then we'll hear some great sound from Super Bowl Media Day. Tons to get into on the Insiders on ESPN 1320 Sacramento Sports Leader. You're listening to The Insiders with James Hamm and Kyle Madsen. Sponsored by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320 and 98.5 HD2. Sacramento Sports Leader. James Ham and Kyle Matson, brought to you by Jiffy Lube on ESPN thirteen twenty. I'm fired up. Oh yeah! A huge source of stress in my life has been relieved. That's Your boy's a- passport got approved. This is big time for me. I'm about to be a world traveler, not to brag. But wait, have you ever left the country? Nope. Oh my! I've God. never had a passport. I've been to I've been to Hawaii. I've been to Arkansas. That's basically different. Um, <laughs> that is a different country. <laughs> I've been to Florida. Uh, yeah. I've been to several states. Wow. But never. You've never left the country. Mm-mm. Wow. I'm so uncultured. I, that, that is incredible. Uh, once I once I know that I like international travel, it's going to be a wrap. Like, it's going to. Like, you're I, going everywhere. I'm going where uh, we want to go to Japan, want to hit South Korea. I don't know. Want to hit yeah, everywhere know. in Europe. I've had a lot of countries. I don't know. I, I, I like fifteen or Alaska. Or more. Alaska. That's that's just not a different country. But you do have to have a passport because right, you, go you go through international Canada. waters. Mm. Yeah, you go through international waters. Dang. So yeah. Right. Um, yep. 
Hey, a good summer topic would be six quick thoughts on international travel. But right now, let's do six quick thoughts from James Ham on the Kings 136 to 110 loss last night to the Cleveland Cavaliers. How'd yesterday's Kings game go? Mm. Kings insider James Ham has six notes you need to know. Here are James Ham's six quick thoughts. Hell yeah. I feel like I should be wearing like a red, white, and blue headband and some dark glasses. Oh, definitely. Wind machine. Yeah, just like six (laughs) quick thoughts. Uh, Let's get to these things. Yeah, let's do it. Number one. Uh, 15. Damana Simonis continued his assault in the box score. He looks like he might post a triple double. He looked like he might post a triple double in the first half. He finished with 12 points, 18 rebounds, and 15 assists. Um, Man, he's really good, Kyle. Uh, his domination of the boards, his ability to set up his teammates. Uh, I know you want more baskets. I get it. Um, but I also think that, you know, in a game like this, maybe it, it this is uh, like how it had to end. Yeah, last night, last night, like I said, was not a was not a, oh, the Kings would have won if Domas had done more offensively type of game. That wasn't, yeah. it, it, like I said, bad, bad time to to debut that take, but it's something I've kind of thought for a while. And then when you look at a game where they lost by 26 and he only had nine shots. But again, when you're dishing out 15 assists and a bunch of those are three-pointers that yeah. you weren't going to make, I mean, if he has nine assists, they lose that game by 40. Well, and the other so. thing I like about the assists that he has is it was something like eight different players that he mm-hmm. dished out an assist to. Mm-hmm. Like, he's he's one of the most willing passers and, and better teammates that you're going to find on the court. Yeah, yeah. I he, think I, I think it will benefit the Kings if he becomes a little bit more selfish. No, I get you. 12, right. uh, 12, 15, and 19, that was his 15th triple-double on the season. It was also his 32nd consecutive double-double. He leads the league in double-doubles with, I think, 46 or 47. And he also is tied now with uh, with Nikola Jokic with 15 triple-doubles for the lead. How many double-doubles in a row? I have uh, a funny Warriors-related stat for this. 32. That just got sent to me. 32. 32 tr- double-doubles in a row? Consecutive double-doubles. Uh, Brandon Pajemski for the Warriors has three in a row. He is the first Warriors player to have that many in a row since 2019. What? <laughs> What? There was a season where the Warriors were like second in rebounding, and their top rebounder averaged seven two a game. And they had uh, it was probably Draymond. It was Draymond, and then I think Looney was at seven one. Yeah, and then the third best was Steph, Steph at like five point four per game. How do you lead the league in rebounding when you don't have a like? A really good rebounder. Wild. Yeah, crazy. Anyways, 32 double-doubles in a row is an insane number. It is. And it's just, it's one of those ones. I remember Kevin Love during his streak. It was it was like, he's in fact, he, he had that streak broken by Golden State in 20, 2009 or whatever it was. Yeah. It was a long time ago. But it was like, how's he ever going to not have one? And that's how I feel about Domas right now. It's like, who who's, how's he not going to... Even if he gets eight points, he's going to have 19 rebounds and 14 assists. It's crazy. It All is right. wild. All right. Number two. Black Falcon. Mm. Uh, Harrison Barnes continues his resur- a resurgence with the Kings. Uh, 22 points, six of 10 from three. I do uh, I do wonder if he could have done more than one rebound and zero assists. Uh, I'm not sure, but I feel like there's a possibility he could have done more than one rebound and, and zero assists. Uh, in 30 minutes of play, uh, I would have. You know what? I'm going to agree with you. 
uh, especially when, you know, like you, you did end up missing a decent amount of shots. Uh, you know, the King shot 46%. Uh, you did allow the other team to shoot 58% from the field and 56% from three. So maybe there weren't that many rebounds, especially when Sabonis has 19. Yeah. But come on now. Somebody's got to go out there and help the big fella out. The whole let Harrison Barnes shoot it more thing was in an effort to get him engaged in other areas of the game. If he's just hoisting shots and taking them away from Keegan Murray and De'Aaron Fox and Malik Monk and whoever, Stop. Now he's just shooting <laughs> now it. Now he's just, he's just shooting it. Again, That's all he's doing. If you if you have a player who you know is going to make six of his ten threes, you're taking those ten shots and you'll figure it out elsewhere. But that's that's a that's a problem that I'm circling moving forward. If if Harrison Barnes is going to shoot it that many times, that's fine. I need him to continue being engaged elsewhere. No, I get you. I get you. Number three. Number three. Uh, outshined. De'Aaron Fox and Donovan Mitchell have known each other forever uh, since high school. They're high school friends. Um, they went in the same draft, 2017 draft. The Kings should have not traded the 10th pick and just taken Donovan Mitchell as well. Oof. Uh, or Bam Adebayo. Um, anyway, I digress. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we only got a couple minutes. <laughs> yeah, M- Mitchell finished with 29 points to Fox's 19. Mitchell was phenomenal. Absolutely really phenomenal. He's one of those players, we talk about this with De'Aaron Fox, and Donovan Mitchell is, is built the same way. He got shut down by the Kings last time. He was going to make it his mission to dominate this game. I feel and he's like capable of that. Him and Fox kind of fit in the same underappreciated bubble. Like yeah, I, I think Donovan so. Donovan Mitchell's a very good player. Yeah, he's been I, awesome for a long time. I would give up a bunch of first round picks for Donovan Mitchell. Yes, definitely. Uh, more on more <laughs> more on more on the Kings uh, first round pick stuff later. I want to hash out something we were talking about oh. in the handoff yesterday and didn't really get to dig into. I'd like to dig into it today. Uh, number four, started chirping. Malik mm. Malik Monk got a little hot, and when he gets hot, uh, like he gets a little angry, a little bitter. All of a sudden, he he becomes a crazy ball player, and it's so, fun. so he is fun, man. And he's on a little hot streak again. Uh, he finished with uh, with eighteen points for four rebounds, but I I want to point out the one assist there. That's a problem um, because he is a leader of the second unit. And uh, I get that, you know, the minutes from JaVale McGee weren't great, uh, but he needs to find a way to be the guy who's averaging five assists a game off the bench, uh, even when Sabonis is posting 15. Maybe Sabonis just stole all the assists and stole all the rebounds. Maybe that's what happened, Kyle. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would, I, I, I feel like there are, I don't know. I don't have any complaints about Malik. And it's, I would, I would rather him. I would rather him score and be chirping and be that high energy player than actively just trying to distribute the basketball. I yeah. know it's important, but I, I'm not. I'm not going to nitpick on a on a game like last night. No, I get you. I yeah. get you. And again, the a lot of his downhill, like he gets assists mm-hmm. going downhill. Yeah, and you have to fear their their shot blockers everywhere. Yeah, definitely. Number five. Uh, number five. Tough assignment. Keegan Murray had to defend Mitchell for long stretches. I thought he held his own. Um, even though, you know, even though we had a, a decent night for Mitchell, uh, he's been erratic on the offensive end over the last week or so. He had 10 points on four of nine shooting. I need the Kings to, to get him involved again, because he again, put up one rebound. And if you're going to let him fade away like that, and then you need to like be on him and he might just be going through a lull like, like Monk, but you got to figure it out. I feel like there's a lot of stop and watch. Because the bonus has been so dominant, yeah. Like go, you go get the rebound. Like you dish out the assist. It doesn't all have to be on on one player. 
Number six. Uh, Kessler Edwards is settling in. He didn't really play yeah. in the second half. Uh, he, he did like in scrub time. Mm-hmm. But man, I like what I see from Kessler. Uh, he he was two of five from the field, one of four from three. Uh, two of those threes came late in the game. He finished with five points. He didn't have a rebound or anything else. But uh, again, long, athletic, defensive player. And in the first half, he looked like he belonged in the offense, which I thought is something I did not ever think I would see from him. He was mm-hmm. moving well. He was going into the corner. He was he when he got the ball for a three point shot. He had no hesitation. Mm-hmm. Those are things that you need to see from him if he's going to fit in. Yeah, and he he just looks like I mean he looks like a guy who hasn't played a ton of NBA minutes. Yeah, just a little bit unsure of his movements at all times. Yeah. So I, I, I if if there's growth there within that game and you start seeing him play more minutes. I mean, ideally, you'll see that growth come a little bit more more rapidly the more he plays. But the Kings are in kind of a tough spot of threading that needle, right? They are. Where they can't afford to have a ton of non-productive minutes. So it's it's tough to get Kessler Edwards in. What I can't see from here on out is I can't see him and JaVale McGee on the court together. To me, that's where you really ran into problems, where you had two players that nobody really feared offensively mm-hmm. until, again, unless JaVale's running downhill they just didn't let JaVale run downhill. And yeah, it makes it really, really tough for everybody else when you got two really non-factor offensive players. We'll talk more about JaVale McGee coming up. Yeah. Yikes. We probably have to. Yeah. No, we definitely need to. Uh, we'll have an NBA trade deadline update coming next. The latest news and why it sounds like we're going to get a pretty quiet deadline league-wide. Mm-hmm. Not just here in Sacramento. We'll tell you about that next on ESPN 1320. You're listening to The Insiders with James Hamm and Kyle Madsen. Sponsored by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320 and 98.5 HD2. Sacramento's sports leader. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You can suck. No. No. 
Back to the Insiders with James Ham and Kyle Manson. Brought to you by Jiffy Loop on ESPN 1320. Just a couple of dudes about to be world travelers. No big deal. I like to travel, Kyle. Oh, clearly. Yeah, the wife it's and I... listed off the 17 countries you've been to. Yeah, the, the, the wife Pretty and I, jealous. like, we've made it Do you to... count airports? No. Well, I Can don't it... count airports when I'm talking about states that I've been to. Mm-hmm. I don't think. So here's my here's my deal with that. You can say you've been to, I don't know what what airport have I been in. Uh, I've been in the Denver airport, but I've never been outside in Colorado. Same, okay. okay. Which I think is everybody who doesn't live there. No, um, I've been inside. So I'll say like, yeah, I've been to Colorado. I or I can say that. I can say it because very. I was in the airport. Yep. I was in the state, but I've not experienced Colorado. So practically, no, I haven't. Literally, yes, I've been to Colorado. Practically, no. Because people are like, oh, you've been to Denver? To, where do you recommend to eat? Like, I don't know, the Burger King in the food the food court? <laughs> I, so that's that's the... Uh, yeah. No, I'm that's with you. I like, I, like, if you're going to do states, how many states have you been to and all that? I, I have a tough time counting some of the states. Like, you know... Yeah, I had a layover in New Jersey. I've never been to Jersey. I flew into New Jersey one time and drove to New York... That counts for me. I think that probably counts. That counts for me. Yeah, but I haven't been, like, I think Atlanta is one of those ones where if you're doing international travel, mm, sometimes yeah. you can get to Atlanta and then you, you're there. But I haven't been to Georgia. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Not to brag, but I've driven from Arkansas to Iowa. So. Oh, you've covered a So I've covered a Arkansas, Missouri, and Iowa. As a kid, yeah. we did go from California to uh, Texas and Oklahoma. So I've been to New Mexico. I've been to, I've been to the Carl's bad caverns. Um, great. Like all That's of those cool. things, Arizona. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I lived in Arizona for two and a half years. Somehow never saw the grand Canyon. You really go me. <laughs> I'm such a piece of work, dude. I just seriously, I lived <laughs> like three hours from the grand Canyon for two and a half years. And my dumb ass at, when I moved down there, 24, I was 24, 25. And I moved back right before my 20, Sixth birthday. So wait, have you seen the Waimea Canyon? I've been to Waimea Canyon, yes. Okay, but not the Grand Canyon. Not the Grand Canyon. Okay. Yeah. It's so, not the same. It's literally a, the biggest hole in the world. You're like, oh, that's a big hole in the earth. Oh, okay. Thank you for finishing that sentence. Yeah, uh, yeah dude. I just, I'm sitting, again, I'm like 25. I, I'm it's like, yeah, I could drive, but I don't want to drive three hours to see the Grand Canyon. That's just too cool for that. You're too cool for that. If I live, if I live down there now, I'd be at the Grand Canyon like every week, huh? Once a week. All right. Stop by the Grand Canyon. I messed up, bro. What do you want from me? I've been a couple of times. All right. Anyways, our Jiffy Lube fast break player of the game for the Kings and Cavs. Before we get to the latest trade deadline news and why it sounds like it's going to be a quiet deadline, um, Jiffy Lube fast break player of the game. You're going to go to ESPN1320.com. The contest page is front and center. You can't miss it. You're going to go to that contest page and you are going to enter the code word Falcon because Harrison Barnes is our Jiffy Lube fast break, Jiffy Lube fast break player of the game. Went six of 10 from beyond the arc. I know he didn't have any rebounds or assists, but frankly, I'm tired of giving it to Demonis Sabonis. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Falcon is your keyword. You enter to win a $100 Jiffy Lube gift certificate and your name is entered to win a Sacramento Kings jersey 
that we are giving away at the end of this month, the end of March, and then at the end of the regular season in mid-April. So three more jerseys to get a, to give away. Get your name in now at ESPN1320.com, Jiffy Lube Fast Break contest page, code word FALCON, F-A-L-C-O-N, and enter to win that Jiffy Lube gift certificate and a Kings jersey. That's right. Hell yeah. I'm, I'm in. All right. NBA trade deadline update. I'm going to run through some of the some of the stuff I've read because the crux of all of this is nobody's trading anyone. Everyone's going to stand pat. And I get that some of that and and this is where it's so tough and I, and I know that you deal with this as somebody who's who's on the beat and who talks to people. It's really hard to decipher when a team genuinely doesn't want to trade, I don't know, Dorian Finney-Smith and when they're just saying that to try and drive the price up. Because we've heard that the Nets turned down two first-round picks for Dorian Finney-Smith. And then we've also heard now that they're not interested in trading him. So that, ha- that, that to me, feels like smoke. Everything right now is smoke. Like, ev- like there's just so much f- smoke and fake stuff going on right now. Like, if they're, they could easily trade Dorian Finney-Smith. They're not a good team. The, Bro, yeah, the, they're a mess. Yeah, they're a mess. They lost Golden State last night. The Golden State Warriors, who have not been playing well, shot four of twenty-two from three, and beat the Nugget, beat the Nets handily. Yeah, the Nets realistically they should be looking to trade everyone, including Mikhail Bridges. If, yeah, if someone yes. is offering you five first-round picks, you should have already made that move. Yes, you should have already done it. Yes. Like he doesn't fit any timeline. You're. Like, whatever you're trying to what do is, there. How old is he? 25? He's, he's 27. Oh. No, he doesn't fit any timeline. No, like, that's... What are you doing? 20, like, and turns 28 before next season. Yes. Oh. But he has a very, very team-friendly contract. Mm-hmm. And that team-friendly contract is why he's worth so much. Just like, again, the Kuzma situation. I, mm-hmm. Like, I wouldn't necessarily ever tell you to go trade for Kyle Kuzma. Mm-hmm. But his contract said, oh, yeah, go trade for that. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, no the doubt. same with Mikkel Bridges. You're like, what? That's all you make? What? What exactly happened here? Yeah, like you're talking about a thirty-five to forty million dollar player who's making twenty-four million dollars or something. Yeah, yeah, so. and he, he's developed really, really nicely into like an elite three and D wing. Yeah. The, if the Nets came out today and said Mikael Bridges is on the trading block, mm. and maybe they have to teams, and it's just not out. I'm sure it would be if it was though. Yeah. If they did that today, they could get maybe not a Rudy Gobert haul because I think that that was probably an outlier in NBA history, but something near that. You talked about, what did you say, five first-round picks? Yeah. That's, somebody offered, uh, there was a Western Conference team that offered five first-round picks when he was traded to uh, to Brooklyn. And there's been rumor that multiple times they've been offered four first-round picks. And that could be picks slash pick swaps, but hey, Kyle, he makes twenty one point seven million this year. Mm-hmm. He makes twenty three point three million the next year. He makes twenty four point nine million the year after that. And we're talking about an elite player who signed a four year ninety million dollar contract. Like this is this is crazy talk. So again, he'll play t- his twenty eight and twenty nine seasons on like bargain basement deals. And that really, like the just the stability of having a player that 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 is that good that makes that little mm-hmm. money is crazy. 
in a league where wing play is the most essential thing, he is one of the best making mid-tier money. Yes. Well, that and you also have to factor in that he played 82 games. He played 73 in a 72 mm. game season, which I don't even know how that's possible. He played 72 the next year in another 72 game season. He played 82. Then he played 83 again. He's played more. Are these play in yes. season tournament games? No, no. He in 2022, 23, he played 83 games because he was traded. And his team that he got traded to was behind the other team in, in games played. So, yeah, you know, on occasion, there's a guy who plays 163 yeah. games in Major League Baseball yeah. who gets traded midseason and, and on an off day for his team, but tra- gets traded to another team and plays on the off day and picks up the the 163rd uh, game. But he's uh, done that. He's Emmanuel done that Sanders, when he got traded to the 49ers, played 17 games that year. Oh. Because the... 49ers had had their buy before trading for him. Yeah. And the Broncos hadn't had their buy yet when they traded him. Oh, that's wild. So he played 17 weeks. That's crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, like Mikhail Bridges doesn't miss games and that's uh that's a big deal and, you know, like some team like I just I, I don't think he's I don't think he's ever missed a game and I think he's actually played more than the prerequisite number. I I understand from the Nets standpoint you go this is a foundational like building block player Mm -hmm. but also he's about to be 28 and you have nothing substantial around him nothing brewing at all like nick claxton fine player like fine fine player but he's on the block cam johnson like fine player cam thomas is a bucket but (laughs) yeah it's a bunch of men there was nothing there was nothing impressive when when you get outplayed that badly by golden state on a night where they don't have Andrew Wiggins and like Guy Santos and Lester Quinones are playing big minutes. Oh, that's tough. You need to be on the horn if you're Sean Marks blowing this thing up. I've told you, I like Lester Quinones, I, I would play all the time, dude. He's baller. Uh, he is like, how many times I've watched him tear people up in either Summer League or the California Classic? Every time it's like that dude is a bucket. Yeah, put him in the and game play some, and can play some defense. Oh, yeah, I, I like Crazy. him, anyways. Um, yeah, the Nets got cooked last night. If I'm if I'm Sean Marks, I am. What do you give me for Dorian Finney-Smith? What do you give me for Royce O'Neal? What do you give me for Mikael Bridges? Cam Johnson, who do you want? Yes. And just stocking up as much as humanly possible for the next. The other problem, though, is one of the things I was reading about this trade deadline is uh, Michael Scotto, actually, in, in Hoops Hype reported this. The Nets are not interested in either a late first round, in late first round picks or a 2024 pick. Oh, yeah. And I'm wondering if that's why a lot of the trades we've kind of talked about featuring some of these some of these names may wait until the offseason. Well, that's what I was trying to explain yesterday where mm-hmm. I was telling you that right, the Kings yeah. the Kings aren't the only team that has like a major reset button. Mm-hmm. I think the Lakers are the same thing where right now they can offer one first round pick and it's like a 2028 but and one pick swap. But if you fast forward to the summer, they get three. They they would have three first round picks that they can offer. And that's a big deal, you know. Like right. you're you're going to open things up a little bit, and and they're going to be able to move move those picks. I have a question for you. Yeah, where does how does a pick swap work within the confines of the Stepien rule, where you can't trade multiple firsts or multiple back to back first round picks in advance? Okay, so a pick swap just means that you 
that you're going to switch the first round picks. Right, right, right. I but, understand that. Okay, but what that means is when you get a pick swap, this is actually kind of a weird thing about the pick swap. It also means that the team who you're trading with can't trade their pick, right? So so if you have a 2028 pick swap, that means that you can't trade your 2028 and they can't trade their 2028. Right. But check this out. Because of the Stepien rule, the Stepien rule doesn't state that you can't trade your first round picks. As long as you have a first round pick, anybody's first round pick, oh. it still counts, right? So it would I, be that I did not know. Yes. And so you can even go in and and do something like, you know, trade for a future first round pick so you can trade picks around that pick. Right. So like right now, the Kings are they're a team that that should be around between 18 and 22 in the draft. That's not a horrible pick in most drafts. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's not a great pick. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you were to trade with, say, the Bucks and, and pick up a 2024 first round pick, then if, if you didn't have your pick tied up in like a future pick thing, mm-hmm. but if you had their 2024 pick, that means that you would have access to other some of your other picks. Right. Now you have access to your 2025, whereas you don't right now. Yeah. Well, technically, well, actually, you might have, you can't do it either way. Because, oh, because of the herder. Yeah, because of the <clears throat> um the lottery protections. Right. Okay. But if you were to get a twenty twenty six pick, if you were to go out and trade for a twenty twenty six pick, you would be able to trade for trade a twenty twenty eight pick or you know, you could start moving other picks around. So if let's let's go to this world. The Kings traded an unprotected first to the Hawks for Kevin Herder. Yep. Just just forget that that's a bad idea, but yes. let's just go there for a second. That First is unprotected. The Hawks own it. Yes. The Kings now can't trade 2025. They can't trade 2025. But if they trade with the Bucks and acquire their 2024 first round pick, unprotected. Yep. They can now trade their 2025. Yes. Got it. Okay. Because they have a pick in 2024. Right. Okay. Yes. And do pick swaps count as trading your pick? No. No, because you're still going to get a first round pick in the swap. So okay. a pick swap isn't a first so for a second. So you can do four pick swaps in a row. Yes. Got it. Okay. Yes. I'm in. Yes. I get it now. So pick swaps are, are complicated, and, and like the Kings made a pick swap that came back to bite them, but then it didn't. Is that the Stauskas one? No, that's the, the where they traded Stauskas uh-huh. along with Jason Thompson and one other player. I'm not sure why it's not. Oh, Carl Landry to Philadelphia. They cleared up $32 bucks in, cal- in salary cap space and then squandered it that offseason um, on, <laughs> again, Marco Bellinelli, Costa Kufis, and uh, and Rajon Rondo, um, but they in the 2017 NBA draft, the Kings were the eighth spot. They mm-hmm. moved up to number three, but Philadelphia, who had the fifth pick and the first pick, but the fifth pick was able to pick swap with them and drop them from three to five. That's right. Yeah, and so they they missed out on the third pick in the draft, mm. which I believe is Jason Tatum. Which, of course, Philadelphia traded up to number one to draft Markel Fultz. Ouch! And and gave and gave up something to not draft Jason Tatum at number three. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> I get that the Sixers have been okay, and they've like been in the playoffs and competitive and stuff, but that's an all-time bad one. Well, it's an all-time bad one, and you Oof. you brought this stat to me the other day, like 
how many conference championships does uh, Joel Embiid have? I don't even think he's played in one. He hasn't played in one. Oh, that's right. <sighs> Yikes! Trust that prospect uh, process. They would have. They would have. They would have. I had somebody argue with me. I don't want to dive like super deep into the Sixers. I have more trade deadline stuff to yeah. get to, but. I got in an argument with one of my my friends who I, I respect his basketball opinion greatly. Like I love talking to hoops with him. But I mentioned I was like the process did not work. And he was like, Well, yeah, it did. Because it landed him a superstar. That's the that's the Right. They they go to the playoffs the every year, they have an MVP now and this and that. Yeah. I, if you're not winning titles, I don't if you're not even going to conference championships. Mm. I have a hard time being like, wow, yeah, that strategy is super successful. Everybody should do it. Giving away three years and being horrible for three years. Well, the reverse. You would trade that. You would trade that for a title. If you told the, if you told Sixers fan in 2011 or whenever that was, if you told Sixers fan, hey, this whole losing every game, losing 70 games a year for three years thing Mm -hmm. is going to net you trips to the second round, you'd be like, oh, pass. Yeah. You're going to have an MVP. Okay. Am I going to the final? Well, no. God, no. Not no. even the conference finals. <laughs> no. But the second round. Huh? You're there, ah. huh? You Anyways. in? I don't think it worked. No, I no. at the end of the day, it didn't work. And, you know, I, I think that the way that the Kings, while the process is happening, the Kings are just bad, just not horrible bad. And it didn't work for them either. Like the one star they get out of all of it is Fox, which is that 2017 f- number five pick in the draft. Mm-hmm. And again, they get a little bit lucky to get Fox because yeah. the, the pick before is Josh Jackson. The second pick is Lonzo Ball, Markel Fultz. Like there's a bunch of bombs in that. Mm-hmm. It, like really, it's Tatum at three. It's Fox at uh, at five. It's Marketing at seven. And then you start getting into, I think 13 and 14 is Donovan Mitchell and Bam Adebayo. Yeah. And then 19 is John Collins, and then Kuzma's 27. OG Ananobi is like 22. So, like, it's a really, really good draft that helped restock mm-hmm. the NBA. But a bunch of busts, even I think Jonathan Isaac's six. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr. is like eight. Uh, also on the Nets, <laughs> reviving yeah. his career. Yeah. I think uh, is Frank uh, and Telekina in that top 10. I, yeah. There, there's some. Smokes. There's some crazy stuff that happens in that specific draft. That uh, number nine was uh, was Dennis Smith Jr. and, and mm-hmm. Frank until uh, Aquino was number eight, or Nicolina, Oof. or however you N- want to say Nitalakina, I believe. I, I don't. I don't <laughs> I've heard it like seventeen different ways. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I'm. It's funny though because in that draft, it was like Markel Fultz home run. Layup number one pick. Oh, easy. I need a full documentary on what happened to Mark Elfold. A, a full documentary. Like, I'm top with you. to bottom. I need to see, because all the reporting around it was weird, and he's hurt, and he's not hurt, and he changed his jump shot, but he didn't change it. He changed it because he got hurt, no, he changed, and now he won't shoot, and now he can't. Whatever it was, I need a documentary. I don't need it to be multiple parts. Give me a 48-minute documentary on what the hell happened to Mark Elfold. But then uh, Lonzo Ball was two. Lonzo Ball number two. What again? Like that's a a layup number two pick at the time. Oh yeah, I mean was, that's why you never approached me the first time. Right, we, I was terrified because, because you I, so strongly. I said watched Lonzo Ball. Ball play in the NCAA tournament. Uh, if injuries didn't happen, he would have been a better player than he is. But yeah. that doesn't mean he would have been the player that I thought. When you watched him play, he looked just like young Jason Kidd. 
Yep. The rebound, the hustle, the way that he, his court vision, mm-hmm. his ability to grab a rebound and throw a 60 yard bomb to somebody like a 60 foot bomb sure. to somebody yeah. <laughs> for a, for a like instant layup within two seconds of the, yeah. of grabbing a rebound, just incredible like instincts. Awesome. Absolutely sad that his career has just fallen off like it has, but mm-hmm. Uh, but injuries happen, and, and Josh Jackson was supposed to be really. Josh Jackson was supposed to be Brandon Williams. Uh, Brandon um, Roy. No, who's the kid for? Uh, they got drafted number two this year for Charlotte. Oh, Brandon Miller. Brandon Miller. Sorry. Oh, he's figuring it out. By the way. Yeah, he is. He, he can he can play a little bit. Yep. All right. Um, other trade deadline stuff. Yeah. Uh, how does Bruce Brown grab you for the Kings? <sighs> I like him a lot. I wish he was under contract more than two years, and his contract is again, it's going to be like slightly prohibitive. And it's a like, twenty three million dollar club option next year. Well, that's fine. You know, you have him this year and and the year after, but after that, what does he become? Like, how do you how do you yeah. keep him around? And I'm not sure that you can. it's it's difficult. Uh, he is what twenty seven, twenty eight, twenty seven. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like him. I, I think he would be like a perfect, perfect backcourt mate with De'Aaron Fox except for he's not an elite shooter, but if Fox has improved, mm-hmm. it changes who you can put at that that position. So Yeah, and he's yeah. a good enough scorer that it's not like teams can just not guard him. Yeah, well, that and just think of him coming off cuts from uh, from Sabonis. He's like, a good defender. Yeah. It makes, yeah. It makes De'Aaron and Bruce Brown and Keegan like just a really switchable yeah. group yeah. man. No, no, I like him. I do. He's only 6'4". Uh, but he plays bigger than six four, oh, a little yeah, bit sure. like. Uh, I definitely thought he was a six six guy. No, yeah. he is not. <laughs> no, he, him, and um, Gary Payton, the the, the second. second, both mm-hmm. play well, way bigger than they yeah. they are as far as like players. GP two is generously six foot. Yeah, yeah he's not not a big dude. Um, I was reading today that the Raptors won a first round pick for Bruce Brown. Okay. And we talked about this a little bit yesterday. If I'm the Kings, I'm punted. If if I think that this player is going to make my team better, and the one hurdle in this deal, the salaries all work, and this is and okay, the roster is going to get better, and team wants a first round pick. Fine, I'm throwing it in. Yeah, like that's that's and maybe that's wrong. Maybe that that puts them in some kind of bind in the next four years or whatever it is. But dude, I I think they're they are close enough now and over the next two and three years that even if they're not winning a title those picks are going to be late enough in the first round that you're not going to miss them no i I would agree with you and to be honest like a 2026 protected pick that Mm -hmm. again is it has to it's tied to the 2024 pick Mm -hmm. But he's also a player that if you do the math the right way, you can get without giving up a Barnes or a Herder. Now, I don't know if you want to give up those players in that. Right. But that's like buying a really, really expensive version and um, like twice like offensive player, but mm-hmm. a much better version of uh, like Matisse Thibel. Like he's a very good. It's basically mm. I, even like I think it's kind of like buying Kentavious Caldwell Pope. You know, like they're in yeah. this same realm, except for I think Bruce Brown's a little bit better athlete. Both both are really, really strong defenders. The Kings need that type of guy. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Alex Caruso is another one of those type of players. <laughs> Woj reported that the Bulls are looking for a, quote, godfather offer 
for Alex Caruso in the OG Ananobi range. And you know what? If I was the Bulls, I would be looking for that deal too. <laughs> Got it. You know what? If I'm the Kings, if a team wants Davion Mitchell, I need the OG Ananobi package. <laughs> Ring him up. Uh. Um. So I don't. I don't know. The Bulls are another weird one. Where it's like, why are you not launching this thing to the into the sun? Yeah, they're. Like, have they been just good enough that that they think they're interesting in the play-in? Can I tell you what they are? Like, it's really strange. It, 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 and I think the tie here is Vucevic. Mm-hmm. This is exactly what Orlando looked like with Vucevic. Exactly. Oh, true. It's it, You were always just like, hey, it's time. Like two years, three years ago, you should have broke this thing up. You remember the Aaron Gordon situation is mm-hmm. there? Like, they just wouldn't pull the trigger on breaking the thing up. Mm-hmm. And look what happened with Orlando. They broke it up, and all of a sudden they're they are right back. You know they're they're a better team. They're twenty three, uh, twenty seven, and twenty three. They're a playoff team. Mm-hmm. But you had to go backwards to go forwards, and yep. it's those teams that hold on to those marginal teams, the marginal group that you keep thinking, oh, they're so close. They're not because mm-hmm. you got a bunch of injury prone players. You got a bunch of things that are never going to work out. It's not going to work right. Yeah, they need to bust that thing up. I can see the Wizards doing that with Kuzma too, making that mistake of being like. Well, we brought these guys in. It's their first year together. This isn't great, but hey, we get bring in a draft pick, and we've still got young players to build around. I think with Kuzma and with Jeremy Grant, they're both in the same boat. Where the teams are like, "Look, we don't have to make a move today. We have Kuzma's yeah. under contract for three more years, and yeah. Jeremy Grant's under contract for four more years." I would just caution that Jeremy Grant at four years and one hundred twenty million dollars remaining on his deal really isn't great. Not going to get easier to trade. No, he's not going to. Mm-hmm. And Kuzma is going to hit 29, and he's always his contract declining is always going to make him easier to trade, but Jeremy Grant, not so much. Yeah, and then last thing here, we've talked, not not lately, but we talked a lot about DeJounte Murray for, for a couple of days uh, last last month, December, yeah. whenever it was. Yeah, we, yeah. Talk, we talked a lot about DeJounte Murray. Jake Fisher from Yahoo Sports reported that it sounds like the Hawks are perfectly fine holding on to him until the summer. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. They give up a lot for him. Yeah. And, you know, why take pennies on the dollar? That that team is a bit of a mess. And putting that out there that they might be willing, that could just be like somebody trying to push buttons. Because yeah. everyone knows that the the Lakers were close on that mm-hmm. to getting DeJounte. And good for the Hawks, though. Not yeah. just being like, yeah, we'll just take D'Angelo Russell. Sure, whatever. Yeah. Like, that wasn't going to work, man. Well, they didn't want him at all. And I don't blame him. <laughs> I wouldn't either. No. Yeah. When the Lakers who are bad are like, here, take our second best scorer. Like, don't. There's <laughs> only one Danny Ainge, man. There's only one Danny Ainge. There sure is. Celtics legend. You would think that he wouldn't just keep feeding the, the Los Angeles Lakers. Like, all right. Kessler Edwards played uh, real minutes last night. He has the last couple of nights. We will talk about what that means. But before we get to that, we have some fun sound from Super Bowl Media Day, and we have some fun sound of the Las Vegas mayor flambéing John Fisher in the A's. You're not going to want to miss that on ESPN 1320. You're listening to The Insiders with James Ham and Kyle Madsen, sponsored by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320 and 98.5 HD2, Sacramento's sports leader. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.